You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we journey through the needed conversations so that we can live, lead, and love better in this life. I'm your host, San, and I am hype. I'm freaking out a little bit, but I'm hype because this is our very first episode. Are you kidding me? I am so grateful to be with y'all today, and I'm so glad that y'all are tuning in. I take your time seriously, and I promise you this will not be a show of fluff. I may take a tangent, but it won't be fluff. Now, let's get this show started. So since this is the very first episode, I figured before the show started, I would take a little bit of time out just to tell y'all a little bit about me. Here we go. I love a good story. I get hooked pretty easily. I am super competitive when it comes to card games and bowling. Now I can't bowl, but I don't lose at that table. I'm a pretty bomb cook, if I do say so myself. I'm at that point now where when people say to me, who cooked? And they go, son, they go, okay, okay, I can get with that. My goal is to get to the point where when people ask who cooked and they say son, they go, oh, yes. It's only a few people I know like that, including my mama. That's where I want to be. I'm a pretty proud Jamaican. I've never met a shamed Jamaican. I'll tell you that. I've met a few people where you ask them where they're from. They may hang their head down and say, oh, I'm from this island or that island. You ask a Jamaican where they're from, they pull out the foghorns. They're ready to throw their own parade. I'm one of those types of Jamaicans. Now, let me also be clear on this. I was born in Connecticut. I'm going to tell you the truth right there. I I know, whatever. Here's the truth. 50% of my mother, 50% of my father. Mother was born in Kingston. Father's from Town, Clarendon. Makes 100% Jamaican meat. It's math. This is simple, basic math. This is science. I am Jamaican, period. Don't ever call me Jamaican. I will never speak to you. I'm Jamaican. All right. I'm a wife. Hey, Rue. And I'm a mom of three girls, one boy, eight years old and under. Y'all got a prayer list? Put me on there, okay? I got to admit this too, right? I've got a terrible temper. I'm going to just blame that part on the Jamaican part of me. (laughs) And I can be impatient. I love people, but I recharge best when I'm alone. Let's see. Oh, I love singing off key on purpose because it gets on Rue's nerves. And it keeps the marriage fun. Fun. Did you hear that? Did you 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 see what I'm saying? <laughs> I struggle with confidence. I do have to say this. But it wasn't always that way. So we're gonna unpack that a little for me on this podcast. And I'm trying to be an early bird again. So if you have any tips, send them my way. I've been in ministry for 12 years. I made a vow to the Lord and I will not take it back. I come alive whenever I get to read or talk scripture. It is just so juicy, so rich, so full of life. It is everything I need and more. If you can't tell, I love the book. My goal is to have at least one really good gut busting, running around the house, fall out on the floor while tears come clapping type laugh. You know the one I'm talking about. I want one of those a week. And lastly, I'm a recovering Pharisee, but we'll get to that. I'm starting this podcast for two reasons, but I want to really dive into the first one. So I've been in this journey of wholeness and healing and all of that probably for the past four to five years. Because I found myself 
trying to make sense of how it could be that I'm in the church, singing, preaching, doing all the things, showing up, serving, but my soul just did not feel whole. And what's weird about that is in the scripture, I'm promised wholeness and healing. And that's one of the benefits of being a follower of Jesus. You see it all through the gospels. He's walking around, he's healing people. But the thing that grabbed me was in some of the interactions he had with folk, he would ask them, will you be made whole? And so for me, I started asking and seeing, okay, what does that even mean? And what does that really look like? I can't say that I had an example of like, this is a whole person. This is someone who's walking and running with him. But what it looked like for me was I found myself angry easily. Like just, I'd be frustrated at all kinds of things. Um, I found myself sometimes even feeling hopeless. Like it just wasn't going to change. I used to have this motto with Rue where I would say to him, okay, it won't always be this way. It won't always be this way. But there would be sometimes I would say that to him and I wouldn't believe it. And then I also found like I had insecurities like coming up to the surface that weren't always there. I don't know if that's a thing that comes with getting older or what. But where I was once footloose, fancy free, as they would say, or just a lot more forthright and outspoken and just a lot, a lot more bubbly, even I became a lot more demure and subdued and quiet. I got more anxious and I was never the anxious kind of person. Um, And I'm going to be very real with you. I was quick to judge, quick to just see something and say, oh, that's that's what that is. Here's that label. This person is this way. This thing means that. And what's crazy about that kind of mindset, and we are going to talk about this one, trust me, is the more you condemn others, it's a reflection that you're really just condemning yourself. So can you imagine how it is for me being able to say, oh, this is that, that is this, here's this. But like, I remember one time, Rufus and I got into a disagreement with a family member of his about clothes on a Sunday. And man, you couldn't tell me that we were completely in the right and she was wrong. But what that really means, if I'm willing to constantly disparage or condemn or speak against someone, what do you think is going on in the inside of my brain? And so I got to a point where I had to wrestle with God and see like, there's something wrong. I'm lifting my hands. I'm, I'm doing what you say to do. And he's like, no, you haven't let me hit that heart yet. Because none of this is for no reason. And it's easy to just blanket it by saying, oh, sin nature, sin nature. Nah, fam, but I'm gonna tell you this. My personal theory is, and we've seen it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you get older or you see people that are seasoned, whether they're in the church or not, you're going to meet one of two types of old folk. They are either the sweetest, most charming, wonderful people to be around. You can't wait to be back in their presence again. Or they are as mean as a rattlesnake. They're bitter. They're always unkind. They're just those type of folk. And and what's crazy is, as I'm describing it, you know, one person that's on one side And one person that's on the other, right? They did not get, either person, they did not get there by accident. That was not the result of, oh, just kind of meandering their way through life and figuring it out. No, 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 no. You are either 
moving towards wholeness and sanctification in him or you're moving deeper in your flesh. So if you have sweet old grandma Agnes and every time you see her, you just want to slip her some money or kiss up on her cheeks and hold her hand and just let her talk to you. Or you got a granddaddy that's just the best thing in the world. They worked to get to that place. And if you got mean old Myrtle, just funky as she want to be, every time she sees somebody, she has a criticism about what they look like, criticizing what they say, all of that. You got mean old Myrtle. Every time you see her, you roll your eyes or you start sweating, figuring out how you going to get away from her. That was on purpose, too. That was the result of Myrtle avoiding her work, avoiding facing herself. And how'd she do it? Well, she dealt with everybody else. The crazy part for me, I was on that road. I was fitting to be Myrtle. Fam, Jesus did not die so that I could be like Myrtle. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's not my story. And it doesn't have to be yours either. So why am I starting this podcast? So that we don't end up like Myrtle. Now, here's the thing. There's hope for Myrtle. There's hope for Myrtle. She has a chance, even at 84 and a half years old, to turn and say, you know what? I can do better. I can actually reflect my savior. She's got that chance. But we also have the chance right now in our 20s, our 30s, 40s, 50s even, to just say, let me face this thing. This thing that I've been running from, avoiding, I've been eating over it, I've been talking over it, I've been having sex over it, I've been scrolling, swiping, tapping over it. All of the things that I've been trying to fill that hole with, let me just face it. Is it going to be hard? Sure. But this podcast is going to give us the space to say, whoa, 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 that was, that was hard. Sit in it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything more than this is the truth. This is our reality. This is what we're dealing with. This is actually who I am. When I'm lashing out like this or when I'm acting strange because of my insecurities or when I'm despondent because I've made a choice to be depressed in this day, those kind of self-sabotaging behaviors, we want to just explore it. This show is going to help us do that in a place where there's no judgment. The one thing that I've found is this has been really, really working me. Uh, I'm going to be honest to the point of tears that the church has become the place of judgment when we were meant to be the place of safety. Like, do y'all watch Disney movies? My kids are into them a lot now. Um, and Hunchback of Notre Dame, I think we watched it a few months ago. And there was this scene where... The hunchback, I believe the character, I can't remember his name, but he, um, oh, Quasimodo. Yes, Quasimodo. So he runs into the church house and that's where he cries sanctuary. That used to mean safety. Can we do that now with our emotional turmoil, with our pains, with our wounds? For some of us, you can't run into the place that caused it. I can't run into that sanctuary because that's that's the trigger. That's actually where my pain came from. We got to talk about that. It was never meant to be that way. But at the same time, if we're not careful, you will become the thing that you resent. And so there's many of us who are sitting with all kinds of angst and pains, pains at home, pain in the church house, pain in other places. And we've taken that pain and we've allowed it to sit within us. We have not faced it. 
We've only covered it, masked it with different things. And what we'll find is we're now exhibiting those same behaviors that were once done to us and broke us. I mentioned this in a Facebook post a few weeks ago. Uh, my dad used to say it all the time, but it's it's a very popular phrase. Hurt people hurt people. So why is this podcast to be? It's because the goal is for hurt people to heal. Because healed people can help heal people. Yes, this thing came and it hurt. Yes, this was a wound. Yes, that did really happen. You didn't make that up. Even if everybody called you a liar. No, it really did happen. You're not crazy. But here's the hope. There is nothing that has ever happened to any of us that we can't heal from. Period. There's nothing. Nothing has ever occurred on this earth or anything that is to come that we could ever endure that we cannot heal from. And so, yes, will there be moments on this show where it's going to be hard and we'll cry and we may, you know, have our, our low moments and it may get heavy with the information and everything else that we've got to confront? Sure, that's going to happen because it's real life and real life can be like that. But we will always leave on a high note. Why? Because there's good news. The work was already done, fam. We just have to rest in it. And resting in his truth will provide a healing that toiling, working, fixing, hustling will never do. It's not going to do that for you. It's going to provide the temporary fix and it'll allow us to flex. But at the core, can we examine flexing for a second? Because flexing essentially means I'm trying to prove to you that I'm worthy. See this thing that I just acquired. See this person that I'm with. See this name that I just dropped and think well of me because I think so badly of myself. Flex? Fam. And I get it. It's a part of our culture, right? Oh, something light, little light flex, little flex. But everybody wants to flex. And what we're all shouting to one another is, could you please call me worthy? Could you please say I'm good? Could you please say I'm beautiful? Could you please say I'm enough? Can you please tell me the thing that my parents refused to say? Can you please tell me the thing that that no one told me growing up? That's what flexing has become. And it doesn't hear me with healthy ears. It, I'm not saying I'm not that kind of person. I'm not saying you can't have nice stuff. But how come nice stuff has us? I'm, I'm not just driving a car. It has to be this kind of vehicle that drives me. For what? Really, for what? What is it doing to the soul? And so that's what this show is going to do. Ask us, what about your soul, fam? I appreciate that. All of it. Everything that you've accomplished. Uh, all of the degrees. All of the great jobs. That amazing bomb salary. The three vacations that you get to take per year. The, the fact that you can do and go and come as you please. And there's all this autonomy going on. Wonderful. For real. There's no sarcasm there. But what about your soul? How's it doing? Here's the hope that we have with the process of detoxing our souls and reforming our souls and really evaluating who and what it is that we love. We're not trapped. When we evaluate where we are in life, what we're going through, what we've experienced, the best news is at any time that you're ready, we can make a decision to work on our souls. We can make the decision to change. 
we can make the decision to heal and grow. You're not trapped. I know. I get it. With the pandemic, with uh, racism, with everything else that's happening in the world right now, it is so easy to feel helpless. There's an information overload that's happening. And whenever we've been giving too much information, it'll cause us to feel paralyzed. They don't call it analysis paralysis for no reason. Too much information, too many options, it's overwhelming. So a lot of us feel over, what do I do? Overwhelmed. Do I go this way or that way? Well, what about that way? Well, this way causes that. And now that we're overwhelmed, what does that cause? Here's the anxiety. And out of that anxiety, here's the anger. Here's the frustration. Here's the lashing out. Because we know that anger is a secondary emotion. I'm not angry for no reason. I'm angry because I'm scared. I'm angry because I'm hurt. I'm angry because I'm confused. And all of that points back to the soul. Now, the next part of the show is called, here's my question. I really based it after my oldest daughter when she was like three years old. She put on my glasses and pretended to be her preschool teacher. And she would walk around pointing and saying, yes, what's your question? What's your question? And so here's my question. Who would you be if you were healed? Email me at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. That's hello at soulworkwithsan.com. And now it's time to say goodbye. I'm so grateful again that y'all hung with me for this episode. And if it brought you any value, I would be so honored if you'd subscribe to the show for more soul hitting episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Check out our podcast, check out our website, soulworkwithsan.com for more thoughts. We're on Facebook and IG at soulworkwithsan. You guessed it. I'd love to hear from you too. So again, email me at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. I want to keep in touch with you. Let's do this together. Now remember, you're either going to hear one or two things on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon.